Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome back to the podcast, episode 135. We have a pretty good one for you, a fun one. This is your boy, East Coast Trev, and... After a long while, it feels like, this is Steve. <laughs> What's up, Steve? No, nothing, man. Them, them trade show shows, you know, really drug... It's like, I feel alien. But yeah, in, in, in podcast land, it was a long time. In reality, it's like, okay, we just recorded this stuff, and we've been building and backlogging shows... To go what three weeks or so and not be on air is it's a weird feeling. It really, honestly, is. I mean, the show the shows are great. I'm glad they're over. Actually, hold on, I re- I refrain <laughs> from saying that because it's really not over yet. Because we actually still have one more show that's coming up August fifteenth um, up here in Massachusetts, the Huntstock, um, and I'm that's another show that I'm actually really looking forward to. It's, it's like the Woodstock, it, yeah, it, the Woodstock of hunting, man. And it, it's you. Th- this one sounds unique. Like it, it's all media podcasting on the outdoors related and based. So it, it's going to be interesting. There's a lot that kind of goes into this one. So our good buddy over um, at Hunt Suburbia is putting together Hunt Stock, which is going to happen August twelfth. 13th and 14th um, in Westminster, Mass, at the Woodwood Wildwood Farm. Um, it's more of like a podcast-driven uh, outdoor show, which they have day prizes, every single day door prizes. There's $15,000 in door prizes alone, dude. 3D archery, outbo- out- outdoor expo. Um, the Northeast Big Buck Club is going to be there, which is pretty cool. Those guys, they bring some serious deer when they end up going somewhere, some gear swaps, bars, foods, um, product demonstrations. I mean, there's a lot of people that are involved in this, man. I'm seriously looking forward to it. That's going to be a trip. And the best part is we're camping on site. Mm -hmm. Our booth is at camp ish. Right. And we'll be doing live shows at the show, which it's kind of weird with the way this all works out. It sounds normal, but it's going to be, different and you know so he has it kind of set up like woodstock right and how what he's going to do is he's going to have a main stage and every podcast or some of the bigger podcasts are actually going to do live recordings at the main stage of the show 
which I thought was kind of really cool, man. It's like a little bit of everything. He's kind of got everything set up. And like I said, man, the door prizes, he's got bow and arrows, Onyx, Tethered, First Light, Woodsman Arms. I mean, there's a little bit of everything that's giving away door prizes there. So I'm excited, dude. We'll all be up there, the whole crew. We're going to all hang out and have a good time and kind of it's not over yet, I guess. Yeah, we're, we're just taking a, a we're taking a turkey vacation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're, we're just we're we're gonna take a break from shows during turkey season, <laughs> and then get true. into it. This is this is definitely true. Speaking of turkey vacation, um, have you seen the clear cut killer yet? I have. What a cool, you know. At first, so I'll give you my first honest opinion on the whole thing. I'm like, you know what? There's not really much. Like, it's kind of like it doesn't it's not a nor'easter call to me because it doesn't have some craziness inside of the call. It's just straight clear. Right. And I was like, that's kind of weird, but it's wicked cool. Well, well I don't know. You want to know my thoughts on it? Yeah. So so going back, we'll, we'll say two years, we had the blood series. Mm-hmm. And then last year he had, you know, like the alien and all that where it was like the really rowdy colors, the stuff that popped and. My biggest argument is like, they're beautiful. They sound good, but a turkey's going to see that from a mile away, <laughs> which is why we ended up with the outdoor series, which had, right. you know, your leaves, your sticks, your stems, all the different stuff in it to kind of blend it. But with the clear, whatever it's sitting on is what is going to be seen. So if you're wearing Sorry, camo, too. it's going to see through his camo. If it's on the ground, it's right. going to look like grass or whatever ground you're sitting on. And I was like, you know, it's kind of genius. Yeah. I do like the clear killer. I think it's a really cool thing. There's a lot of things. I mean, nor'easter game calls turkey season, man, is when he goes full fledged. And there's just so much stuff. And now having a full line of calls from nor'easter, I mean, between, you know, the new Ridge Runner and the Cedar, we have the clear killer, the mouth calls. Uh, there's two different lines of mouth calls. If you guys haven't checked those things out, those are fire. Um, there's going to be a lot of corking and twerking with those. Twerking. I don't want to see Mark twerking. Let's be honest. (laughs) No, me neither. Right. Um, So there's two different lines with those, which are both really good. Um, So we're going to kind of change some of those up and get new cuts and different sounds and so on and so forth as we go go down the line and make new lines. Um, So he's kind of jumped in full fledged when it comes to turkey calls. And then a little sneak peek to kind of what's going on with the Ridge Runner. We had the Oak one that you, Steven and Mark had kind of made. And, and kind of, you know, invented and whatever else. And then it went to the cedar. But now he's trying to do that in acrylic. Right. And I saw that and I was like, geez, man, like it's always something with Mark. And then for grunt tubes coming down the line, we're going to have um, the Jurassic series, which is I don't know, dude, that's that's I don't think you're going to be able to top that when it comes to ground tubes. Right. It's it's nuts, dude. He's got some good things. So if you guys haven't gone over there and checked that out, nor'eastergamecalls.com and kind of see what he's got going on and load up for your turkey season. Whew. Well I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He's just got he's, so much good stuff over there, dude. I, I just it. I, I was sitting in my head much. going, okay, uh, we've talked on the phone how many times with him. He's coming up with all this new stuff. What are we mm-hmm. going to forget? And I think you nailed down all the major points so all the major ones yeah. right yeah, i mean major we're not talking minor there there's more it, it's mark's world man you can never keep up with everything he's doing 
it's always something from him, man. It really honestly is. Um, and speaking of uh, latitude outdoors, uh, as always, the 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 saddles and all the other stuff that they have coming out. But in the next couple of weeks here, um, we have another podcast set with them with some of the new things that they have to come out for this coming deer season. So stay tuned to that. Um, check those guys out. Latitude Outdoors. Gator Outdoors, as always, they got a new um, turkey t-shirt out and working there. Um, and speaking of that, with the uh, squirrel competition t-shirts, everybody that has entered those first 50 entries that get their first t-shirt, um, those are in the mail and on their way to me and then will be shipped to you guys. They had a little bit of problems with the screen printing, um, the rough drafts on those. So that's why it's been taking so long, but those are in the mail and on their way to me. And I, they will be to you sooner than later. I promise you that. Um, also, uh, Zeus right now, new archery.com. They're doing a pre-order, uh, instead of being 54 99, they're now 39 99. So that's a big sale on those for three heads is 39 99, which is very cheap. Uh, if you guys haven't already get on over to, um, new archery.com and check those guys out. Um, who else am I forgetting, dude? Because I know I <laughs> definitely am Uh rack bracket. Um, if you guys are checking out and finding deadheads, those are great brackets for those. They're sturdy. They're probably one of the best ones. It's the only thing that I hang euros on in my place here is on the rack bracket. And I know Steven uses a ton of them also. Oh yeah. Um, so if you guys aren't ready, get on over there and check those guys out. Outdoor drive 10 on that one. Save yourself 10% on those. Um, who else am I missing, dude? I know I that, like, that's the downfall to us not having done intros I, for a little while. I, f- <laughs> I fly right through these things, dude, and now I can't even. I can't even think. I almost have to like look back at my notes. I don't think I've looked back at my notes since like the first like so five st- episodes. Well, we still got Novix. Oh, Novix, Novix Outdoors, NovixOutdoors Use promo code Outdoor Drive fifteen on that one. Save yourself fifteen percent. The prices have increased over there on Novix. Actually, I take that back. The promo, the promo codes are down at this time because they're in the middle of fixing everything, so you can't even use that promo code. Um, but you, they do have Stand all their by, stuff. Stand by, it'll up be coming there. back. It will be coming back. Um, also. Dirt Road Agency, those guys, uh, Christian Costa, hands down. If you have a, a hunting or outdoor product that you need a website or designed or reassigned or whatever the reassigned, I can't even speak English. Um, <laughs> go and check him out at dirtroadagency.com. Uh, he actually just um, rebuilt our website, theoutdoordrive.com. I can't even. You've talk. had a long day today, haven't you? <laughs> Jeez, Louise! I'm like rushing through everything, and I can't even talk. Theoutdoordrive.com. He had rebuilt our whole entire website. We have a merch section on there. Stephen did a phenomenal job in building all of our turkey apparel by season. So we're going to be releasing by season different apparels. Right now, the turkey stuff is up and on there. I'm in the process. Um, I didn't know when I had made the sweatshirt on there, that's only a couple different sizes. So I'm going to remake that in the next couple of days. Um, so that you guys have a nice sweatshirt to be able to order, but there is t-shirts, hats, um, everything on there. And before you leave the website, it's very important guys that you go all the way down to the bottom in the newsletter section, put your email in there, and then you can stay tuned with what we have going on. 
we have a couple of new things coming. Go ahead, Steve. I, I was just going to say we are going to be putting out exclusive content and links and things like that through the newsletter. So if you're not signed up, you will not get the information. And especially like we were we're going to do some YouTube live stuff and be able to get podcasts first on our YouTube. And there's a lot of cool things, um, you know, special discounts and stuff like that. They're all going to come through our newsletter. So you got to make sure to sign them up. Um, we are going to have a couple of really big giveaways here coming in the next month or so. And if you sign up on the newsletter, it will already get you entered to be into those giveaways. So you can get a jump start, get on there and sign up for our newsletter, which is very important, I think. Absolutely. And that's just one of the, the big things going on right now. We got some stuff going on in the background that uh, may or may not completely reshape the future. We'll see how everything goes, but there are big things coming and we're working to really make this uh, pop for you guys in 2022. Especially, all right, we'll see what happens, man. Show season's kind of got us on a different level, I guess you could say, right, Steve? (laughs) I think that's a safe way to say it. (laughs) So you guys will see some really cool stuff from us. Um, And if you guys aren't on a lot of our social media, because we see how many people listen to this and knowing how many people are on our social media and stuff like that and interact every single day um, between TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, um, probably going to open up a Twitter. been thinking about that. Probably a good idea um, (laughs) just to have it, right? So just check us out on all the social media platforms. Um, YouTube is huge. We're actually going to put out some cool older content of some of our hunting trips and so on and so forth on there. So get on over there, check that out, as we always say. And, you know, hit the subscribe button, the notification button on YouTube, um, five-star review. You know, that stuff always helps us out. We really appreciate it. And bringing back Tales of the Tailgate, that's another thing, especially turkey season coming right right around the corner. We'll start popping those things back up. But Definitely. um, And and one other place you guys need to make sure you go check out is uh, the Outdoor Call Radio. Make sure you go over there, download the app, and there are some incredible shows coming out. So Outdoors Dan has got a wonderful radio network built, and it's one more way that you can follow us as well as a lot of other people you may not have ever heard. So give them a try. It's a free app. It's on iTunes, Google, uh, Alexa. It's everywhere. And like Stephen had said, there's other podcasts on there that, you know, a lot of you outdoorsmen um, – want to listen to other podcasts but don't know other good podcasts to listen to if you download the app and listen on there you're gonna find a pile of other really good outdoor podcasts so go and check him out like like um like dan said no like steve <laughs> well said. yeah like dan I said too, talk but... today man jeez <laughs> hey it's all right because uh, stumbling on well, my words i'll give you a breather because we're going to bring back someone that hasn't got to speak in a little while and i know he's been a little antsy there's a lot of stuff piling up so what do you say we let old uh, Mike Salter give us some news for the cruise? Let's do it, buddy. Bringing you the news for the cruise is our good buddy Mike Salter. Take it away, Mike. Hey everyone, let's kick this one off in Iowa and a couple of enforcement cases. First, an investigation that began as a turkey poaching case last fall has concluded with five men between the ages of 19 and 27 pleading guilty to uh, 48 wildlife charges and being assessed a total of $83,000 in fines and liquidated damages. Investigators uncovered evidence of year-round poaching, including at least 70 deer, four turkeys, 
ducks, raccoon, and red foxes dating back to at least 2018. Uh, the men uh, would shoot wildlife out of season, over bait, and from vehicles, often without the proper tags. Uh, in addition to the fines, two men will face a minimum seven-year suspension of hunting licenses, and two others will have license suspensions as well. And five rifles, three shotguns, and three bows have been condemned as they were used to commit the crimes. Um, a severe punishment, but is it enough based on the other sentences for similar crimes that we've seen recently? I personally don't think so, but at the end of the day, they're caught. So, The next one involves actually the director of Iowa's DNR, who was cited for fishing without a license on March 18th. The curveball here is that the director actually requested the citation. She was informed while paddle fishing that she did not have a valid fishing license. Uh, this was because her license uh, licenses were, were set to auto-renew, but she had recently gotten a new credit card and forgot to update the system. Uh, the director acknowledged that it was an honest mistake, but the laws apply to her just like anyone else. Uh, she has since renewed her licenses and is encouraging folks to check the system regularly. Overall, a great outcome and commendable of the director for leading by example. Now to Rhode Island, where DEM will be conducting a major survey of licensed hunters for the first time in 15 years this spring. The survey will be distributed to all hunters 15 years and older who have purchased a license within the last three years. The survey is designed to better understand hunting participation, uh, experiences, preferences, and opinions and perceptions of important uh, management issues. DEM has stated that the results are an important tool in maintaining and improving division efforts to, uh, for managing wildlife and providing hunting opportunities in the state. Uh, the best way for hunters to ensure participation is to make sure that they have a valid email in the Rhode Island Hunt and Fish Licensing System, as emails will go out with a link to complete the survey. Those hunters without or with invalid email addresses will be contacted via phone, text, or uh, mail. So. Uh, be sure to respond to the survey and provide your feedback to DEM. A uh, summary of, the, of that survey data will be available to the public this fall. Now to Virginia, where fisheries biologists with the DWR are asking for help from trout anglers. Biologists recently identified gill lice and rainbow trout in southwestern Virginia. Uh, the gill lice found specifically uses rainbow trout and other related species as its host. The lice attached to the gill's mouth and fins and a minor infection can generally be tolerated, but a heavy infection can uh, impact the fish's ability to breathe. Anglers are being asked to report any trout infected with gill lice and to clean and dry their fishing equipment after use, especially if traveling to different waters. For more information, uh, visit dwr.virginia.gov gill lice. And to report gill lice, send an email to fisheries at dwr.virginia.gov. Now on to Connecticut where the Department of Energy and Environmental Protection will be holding three free turkey hunting clinics before the season. The clinics are for new and seasoned hunters and information will be presented on safe hunting practices, specialized equipment, calls and decoys, site setup, and other strategies. Participants will also have the opportunity to uh, pattern their shotguns uh, after the classroom portion of the clinic. Uh, the sessions do require that you register ahead of time through the department's website, and the clinics will be held on this Saturday, April 2nd, from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. at Franklin Swamp Wildlife Management Area in North Franklin, April 9th from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. at 130 Chestnut Hill Tree Road in Oxford, Connecticut, 
and April 10th from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. at Sessions Woods Wildlife Management Area in Burlington. So a great opportunity to learn something new or to get a new hunter involved prior to the season. Lastly, Mossy Oak has announced their inaugural wild turkey conservation stamp for sale on their website for $15. Every dollar from this stamp will be going directly toward conservation projects selected by an advisory group, including gamekeepers, Dr. Mike Chamberlain and Dr. Marcus Ashley. So go get your stamps, stamp or stamps, uh, and support turkey conservation. So with that, as always, if you have any news, please feel free to send it along. Uh, A few people have been reaching out recently, which is great. A lot of these segments came from those folks. So thank you very much for sending those along. You can reach out to me at Mike Salter on Facebook or bearded underscore bowhunter21 on Instagram. With that, enjoy the rest of your ride. Mike's been waiting for his time to shine. (laughs) (laughs) He's been driving us nuts going, hey, guys, do you need it? You need it. You need it. <laughs> he wants to stay on top of the ball, and I, I don't blame him, man. And well, I, you know, it's he's missed a few good stuff. stories. I'm not gonna lie. There's been some stuff in the over the past couple of weeks that he really wanted to get out there, but because of the time delay, it's now irrelevant. Um, so, Mike, we do apologize for keeping you on hold, buddy. But thanks for sticking in there with us. He's had to deal with the show, the show specials also. So it, exactly, <laughs> that's a good point. And, you know, if you guys have missed those and want to listen in on those, those are all there. So go back and listen to those. We had some really good podcasts with some really good people throughout the shows that we had been to um, and some really important people in, you know, the outdoor industry. I wish we had done more, but um, there could be potentially more to come. Absolutely. Well, I think that we should get down to the meat and gravy. What do you think, buddy? Let's do. Let's catch up and uh, see what happened with the bow hunting league this year. See where they went, where they're going. All right, here we go. All right, guys, we're back on the phone with the boys from the Bow Hunting League. We got our good buddy Ben and Clay from the Bow Hunting League. What's up, fellas? Hey, man. Hey. How are we? Doing pretty good tonight, other than a little cold, I got. You, you guys must be like got beat up from the deer season or something. You're quite quiet. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm still out of breath from shed hunting tonight. Oh, there's nothing wrong with that, man. At least you're out there still grinding, right? Right, right. Well, why don't we do something? Why, since you know those guys that maybe missed the first episode probably should go back and listen to it, so you guys can kind of understand what's going on with the bow hunting league. But uh, why don't you guys introduce yourselves? Tell a little bit about who you are, where you're from, and what you do. Why don't you start it off, Ben? Okay, so <clears throat> I'm uh, I live in Indiana. I have a bow hunter. As most people know, uh, been up here for seven years. Uh, I run the bow hunting leagues, got started everything. Um, and I've got a lot of people help me too now, um, but started everything back in 2015. The bow hunting league is a platform. It's the nation's largest free platform of bow hunting contests. Okay. Uh, we have, a deer contest. It's a team deer contest. We have a team turkey contest. We have a team elk contest. And we also have backyard shooting contests, which we call the one shot. They all occur at different times of the year. Uh, we have some amazing sponsors that have helped us out with uh, accruing prizes. Uh, just to kind of give you guys an idea. So we started in 2015. We had nine teams sign up that year. Okay. <clears throat> lots of hand holding, you know, lots of training trying to set up the platform you know where you pick your own team and uh last year we had 791 teams sign up and 
that was a 36% growth over the previous year. And we had almost, we had right at 50, uh, 50% more inches submitted this year. So not only are we growing in number, you know, by 36% or whatever, we're also growing in uh, engagement and uh, quality of bow hunter. Obviously, if you don't tag your deer, it doesn't mean you're a bad hunter. It's just we're getting more killers in the group. Um, pretty easy to find us. Uh, we are, you just search bow hunting league on facebook or instagram uh we also have a website bowhuntingleague.com uh, you can find some information there uh but uh just kind of giving you guys an idea about how this season went with us um we we had right at seventy four thousand two hundred and fifty four inches entered Jeez. and uh right at 570 bucks submitted we were on about around a 130 average so lots of lots of big ones, um, lots of 170s, 180s, a lot of lot of big Midwest deer. But we're we're growing in other areas too, like deep south and stuff. You know, uh, yeah. you keep moving, you keep moving yeah. west as, as it goes. And yeah, absolutely, uh, I want to I want to add something to what you said, more specifically about the page from from an outsider who who was welcomed into the group so quickly and just with open arms from everyone. I just wanted to say how it's the best monitored group on Facebook of any topic that I've ever seen in my life, right? If there's a little bit of a, if somebody posts a domestic knife post, right? Somebody trying to sell knives or whatever they're trying to do, they're gone. And, or if somebody's buck shaming or, or not being supportive, it's okay. It's okay to have fun and, and joke around with each other. That stuff happens all the time, but they, the bow hunting league just will not tolerate ignorance. Mm -hmm. They remove them. They don't argue about it. There's no memes about a band hammer or nothing. They're just gone. And mm -hmm. the group, you, you don't even know what happened. And everyone's happy. Everyone's supportive. It is a fantastic place to hang out. And from somebody who, who just joined two years ago, I, could, I would suggest that anyone who loves bow hunting will love this platform. And it's all think free. I think that's such an important point that you made, honestly, because we've had uh, a lot of talk, especially with, you know, uh, with previous guests that we had on how social media has put such a, a negative outlook on the hunting industry. Like as far as like if you're a new hunter or if you don't shoot the biggest buck or whatever the case may be, and you guys don't tolerate that and you guys have an actual community like it used to be with like the forums and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. and, and that's huge it, it's cool because um you know by keeping a tight ship on that stuff you you take care of the guys that want to be there and when you do that you get all the best i mean i feel i honestly feel like you know if we don't have if there are like good guys out there that bow hunt and we don't have them it's because they don't know about us um if we uh we the guys that that we do have and we got a lot of active members like clay and there's a bunch of guys out there that are basically ambassadors of the group they you know just we we have all the we're getting the best guys all right and uh i mean just like clay oh, knows I mean, yeah i mean just oh, like stop. clay knows i know he's hunted i know he's hunted with new guys because of the group he did i know he did some turkey hunt last year with some new guys and uh you know, and that's that's 
the the biggest thing out of all of it that I've seen this camaraderie and this networking and these and the trading hunts and and guys getting to go hunt other states, you know, if they just meet up and hunt or if they're crashing on on one of them couches or something like that, it's a way for the working class guy to get to hunt multiple states without having to shell out a bunch of money on just you know day, you know like on a hotel or anything you know just it just make it's a makes things more affordable your quality hunt increases everything it's just awesome yeah before and before we get too far <clears throat> go ahead trev yeah no i just want to introduce you clay i know oh. we kind of got a little bit long-winded and i just why don't you tell everybody who you are where you're from man uh my name's clay thurman uh i used to hunt i used to be from nebraska and then uh last year towards the end of season i moved to illinois uh, to get back where the big deer were again. So I kept, I kept all my, my connections and everybody from out West and, and uh, I'm able to move back here and focus a little bit more. And, and kind of what, what's your tie to the bow hunting league, man? Uh, well, I just, I, I just love it. I participate with it. And, uh, I, I don't know if you want to call me a fanboy. I suppose you. I guess you could. just a, just a loyal customer. I guess it is, right? Well, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, Ben and I have talked about, and I help him when I can. Um, I, I've got a, I'm pretty busy outside of of hunting, and and, uh, uh, but we're we're trying to figure out the best ways for me for me to be able to help him, and and mm-hmm. we're just working through that, and I help him whenever I can. Um, uh, what I was going to say right before you introduced me there, the I just want to say what what the league is really quick, and so how to participate in the Whitetail League which, or the the Bow Hunting League, which that's what we're really here to talk about. It's it's three man teams. Build your own team. You submit the the scores, the gross scores of your deer, um, and and those three combined scores are your score for the bow hunting league. So if you kill a 200 inch deer and somebody else kills a 200 inch deer and somebody else kills a 200 inch deer, you guys just scored 600 points just to make it easy. Mm -hmm. I I do want to tear into one part of it. And I've had conversations with other people about it, but you guys have changed some of the rules too with Mm -hmm. not only with the team aspect of it, but the Kings of the Tines and all the other stuff, you guys have all changed that to make that a little bit more, I guess, realistic, I guess you could Mm -hmm. say. Um, to actually being the kings of the tines instead of like one guy who can shoot 10, 10 deer yeah. at a hundred inches and then have a thousand inches. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's, does that really yeah. make you king of the tines, I guess? Right. So king of tines, first of all, king of tines is a, is the individual contest, right? Each person can enter all of their inches of deer and what you're referring to specifically and, and not saying anything bad about 110 inch deer, but if someone were to live in a state, like I think Alabama, I think you can shoot six bucks or something like that. It's unlimited actually. Okay. Well, if you shoot six, 110 inch bucks, 660 inches. And, mm-hmm. and that what I think the guys felt that it didn't necessarily fit in maybe with what a title like King of Tines should be uh, averaging a hundred inches. And so not, not again, not to take away from the smaller, the, the smaller deer, but a lot, most people uh, are shooting for a big deer, you know? So what does the rules change from that instead of just adding up all of the bucks that you shot? So we, we're always adjusting and uh, there are new things that are brought up. Um, 
and we haven't finalized the rules from we've we've tweaked some uh we change it but like i said we listen you know we'll you know uh just kind of case in point um the king of tines eventually is going to have a prize it's already has a a really nice prize package you know next level donated a thousand uh, pounds of of product you know they're going to ship it a crate straight to the winner out on a limb manufacturing $500 gift card and buck fever seeds, you know, hundred, hundred dollar gift card. So like it's a solid package right there. Right. But there were $75,000 or $50,000 worth of packages this year. Yeah. $50,000 $50, worth of prizes in a free contest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why we had like, we had like 80, we have a little over 80 winners. I mean, it's averaging out over, like over six hundred dollars per per winner. Like I mean, it's I mean, this is that in itself has morphed into something that I would never have thought it would. But mm-hmm. getting back to the rural thing, so like you have as you grow, you run into people t- types of people that you don't even know exist. Like I, I met a guy this year that hunted over two hundred and thirty days out of the season out of the year. Okay. Wow killed like 30 something like 35 big game animals killed is that I think man? He, who is that no it's uh brad clemens well he ended up wow. winning the the king of the times well three he killed three big muleys in um in the sonora desert in mexico and it's you know it was he's affiliated with the, with with the outfitter i think he's like part owner or something in it but we were, I was talking to him and the thing is he's doing everything. I mean, it's all just blood, sweat and tears, networking, you know, he sells hunts. He's got a lot of, he's got a lot of, he's just uh, uh, obsessed with deer, uh, hunting in general, like lots of Western stuff. Um, but coming back to all that, like I talked to him and I was like, look, this is, we're going to have to create a Brad, a Brad rule. And I said, we're, we're only going to allow, cause there's a lot of working class guys have to go like if they want to get into a quality animal they're actually gonna have to go through an outfitter i mean there's a lot of guys that live in in states that don't have quality animals they may not have be they may be limited on their time you know they may only get four or five days off a year and can't can't grind it out and find one in a month you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so and i and i'm i'm 100 supportive of guys that go hunt with outfitters because because of those reasons well in this scenario like I mean, he just like just destroyed the field, and and I talked, you know, we we're talking like so. Really, one only one of his mule deer with the new rule will count. Um, we're only going to count let, let guys have one uh, outfit, you know, outfitter connected deer entry. Okay. Um, also, uh, we are we are going to make an adjustment uh, based off. Uh, probably the top three teams or something as far as official scores, just because the, all the good guys, even the guys up in the top, the top 10, all, you know, all those guys are like, yeah, it's so easy to get a, your deer scored by an official score. It doesn't have to be submit submitted or anything, but just actually officially scored and just for a verification and stuff. But um, we, we added a couple rules this year as far as measurement picks just to where we could see how guys you know measure a tine and measure the mass and just send it to us show us you know how to measure it and that ensures the competency and all that stuff but anyway all in all just in a nutshell 
we are ever evolving. We always listen to the guys and we almost have to have issues pop up or things pop up for us to make adjustments. But again, it's a very, very laid back, easy going contest. Nobody, you know, you know, there's a lot of guys serious out there about deer hunting, obviously, but nobody should really get bent out of shape about anything because everybody's trying to do the best they can. Absolutely. No, it's, it's so true. So what did, so the, the top team, how many inches did they have? So I'll have to look at my, I've got a photo saved. You still, <laughs> how many you did still the top, yeah. How many did the second place get then? Yeah. Well, Clay, you answer that. Clay, you should yeah, be able to camera that one down. <laughs> Uh, Come I, on! I didn't, you don't even know what your own team did. Come on now! Uh, I we were that's like Brett Favre, but he doesn't know his we stats. Four eighty, yeah, four hundred eighty inches. Yeah, what you not knowing what your team scored is not my fault. <laughs> I'm already looking to next year, boys. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's right. What I'm Staying positive, I get it. I uh, like so, it. So while he's looking for that, um, some of the some of the other things that happen on the bow hunting league, like like the one shot. Uh, mm -hmm. A quick description of that guys go into their backyard. They go live on Facebook. They take one shot at the specified distance at the specified size of target and they score it and they get prizes. It's fantastic. There's um, nothing better. That's than what it. drew me into the league. Mm -hmm. I, that, that was, that was, that was the best thing I'd ever seen. And then it's I realized fun. after being there, how, how cool the rest of it was. Mm -hmm. And so to see the thread where he announced the winner was fun for me. Because yeah. there was nothing but people being positive, people saying congratulations. There was no complaints about whatever someone might complain about. You know, mm -hmm. four hundred seventy-three inches is what won it. Four seventy-three. Four seventy-three. Wow. So if you divide three, that by dude. three, yeah, I think yeah. their biggest one was a one seventy-eight. I think. I think they had a one seventy-eight. So four seventy-three. Wow. Yeah. My nice. team was was Clay, Damien, and Zach was the name of our team, and so that's Zach Kayser, who's an absolute giant buster, and uh, Damien Riffle, who's also just a, a a fantastic hunter. Just these these guys are real true outdoorsmen, and and it's a pleasure to be able to hunt with them and be around them and visit with them, and uh, I'm just there's so many people like them in this league that are there to help all the time. You might run into an ego here and there, but they're still good. They're great people, right? Mm -hmm. um, lots, of, lots of people who kill big deer have an ego, you know what I mean? But if they're still there to help, there's nothing wrong with that. They just no. like, they just love it. What, what do you think that there was, there was, if there was one deer that kind of stood out to you for the season, what would it, which, which deer would it be across the, the bow hunting league? Damian Riffles. Uh Damien killed a big, heavy, massy 180-plus. Or was he Bri right at 180? Brian Galeas, I believe that's how you say his name. He actually had an article, uh, I think it was in Outdoor Life or something. He hunted this suburban buck in Missouri, okay? big. I think, I think it's outskirts of a city. And he hunted this thing for like three years. He ended up going like 201 and four eights, I think. Jeez. But the deer's got like 10, 11 inch brows. I mean, this thing's just, just huge. Like it's almost, 
he does have some non-typical growth, but like it's, um, he's mostly clean and he's just a absolute tank. He's got like, I think he's got like four or five years of sheds off this thing. I mean, I've, I, I don't think I've seen a deer other than like, I mean, this is a suburban deer, so this isn't a mm-hmm. managed Iowa farm. Hey, got seven years history. He's got this much history with a deer that's got a lot of people hunting him. And I thought that was yeah, it's a, I did it's a really that. good story. So on the video, uh, Clay that, just put a picture up, and it's disgusting. It, well, I mean, I, I remember that. It's just this big forked G two with uh, you know brows as long as your forearm. Like it's just a just a giant deer. <laughs> so it's he, he's just huge. And the, and you know the funny thing and the reason why I bring that up, I mean, uh, it's is because there's always some giant crazy mutant that comes out from the bow hunting league i mean last year was the burnswick buck or you know there's there's always some that just comes out of nowhere that's like bro where did you come from and that there's just all these silent killers that nobody hears from and these guys just come and kill just these monster deer and they do it repetitively every single it's not like some a lot of these guys they're not just doing it one year they're doing right. it repetitively every single year, well, and, and they're just unheard of. And these guys are the guys that they're in it for the deer. They want yeah. the satisfaction, the personal satisfaction of going out, hunting a big deer, got a big deer. All right, what's next? You know, it's not the glory. It's not the look at me. Is It's not. They're just doing it because they enjoy it. That's what they yeah. have a good time doing. Enjoy the chase. Yep. And, uh, that that made me talking about you know that one big deer every year that that kind of made me think about this um there's 40,000 people in this group now almost mm-hmm. on 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 the bow hunting league mm-hmm. and somebody tried to cheat this year and i'm sure that there has been some fudging of Come numbers on. here and there but somebody really really tried to cheat yeah you can't Big cheat time. when there's when there's 40,000 people you can't these people are like uh, like some documentary, you know, some Luca Magnotti documentary on, on Netflix. You know what I mean? They're, yeah. they are hunting when somebody puts a deer up and somebody goes, that doesn't look right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that doesn't look right. There's, there's 10,000 people looking and they found yeah. the picture on a high fence website. Wow. Just another angle of the deer. Yeah. It was crazy. It was wild. No and see that way. none of that, you know, none of that, you know, you, you, you probably didn't see a post about it no. or anything like that. Cause we, you know, the thing is, they just uh, executed him. They just, just took him out behind executed. the barn and shot him and he's gone. Yeah. Just it's gone. Over. And the thing is, I hate it because, you know, somebody that it is, you know, a lot of times it's somebody that's ingrained in the, in the group and then they're, you know, they're getting benefits from the group networking, you know, we've got a bunch of friends in there and, but it, yeah, it, it that definitely happens, and we get rid of them. I mean, they, yeah. they go on to the sunset. And that, let's not let's not even give the cheaters one more second of our time. Yeah. you know what I'm saying. I concur. Yeah, but it definitely we definitely clean it up, especially on a free on a free though. It's free. <laughs> free. It's, it's free. free. That's what gets me. It's People free, will man. always try to take advantage. That's that's it's just, just as it's lazy human nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. nuts, man. But, and, but you know what? It's so good that you guys go above and beyond and pay attention to that stuff and, and take care of it. And, and you know, the community takes care of that kind of stuff, man. That's just the way that it is. And it's you guys have built just one of the most amazing whitetail archery 
tournaments in the world, honestly. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, that's that's what it is. And yeah. it, it's it is it's something it's really cool, man. It's it's well, something that's to be said is, for that. You you can roll over from the sport side of it into the or from the sporting side of it into the sport side of it with the one shot, which we had started kind of diving down. And I'm kind of with Clay. That that was my niche in it. That's that's what I enjoy. I had a good time doing that. Got my wife involved, and she put me to shame. You know, so it was it yep. was fun. There's a kids bracket. That happens to you a lot, contest. bro. Yeah, she she. Yeah, there's, I there's love women's the divisions. It's great. The, yeah, the kids the kids shooting is awesome. And when you got and what's so cool about it, it's fifty fifty boys and girls. We Absolutely. got these girls. You know, you know. And that's the thing. These these dads are doing great jobs raising these these girls, you know, and they're you know you know they're getting them out there and they're doing stuff. But these girls are cleaning house, like I'm talking shooting better than I, like than. Oh, tell me about it. Men, you know, when, like, yeah. when when my wife came out as the number two seed in the shoot down, yeah. I was like, yeah. "Are you shitting me?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you and normally you might get on a on a. Let's we'll call it a, an average scoring deer, a great deer, but an average scoring deer. You might get twenty or thirty or fifty or a hundred likes. If during this one shot, the when the little girls and the little boys get out there and oh, shoot, oh yeah, that's great. Every grown man on here and every woman on there is immediately clicking that like button and commenting, "Great job, kid! That's yep. fantastic!" Oh. You talk about encouragement from top to bottom for those children. Absolutely, it's, it's amazing, and, and that's the thing. And that that's the future and you give them yes, that support right. going in it's only if, good if we're wanting to protect this thing we want to protect we've got to get these kids involved and you know i've got parents it's hilarious i've got parents that don't they're only on face you know they're on facebook but they found out about it so they they're in the bowling league group so they can go live with their kid they don't do any hunting and they're messaging me on like Saturday or Sunday. Hey, do you know what the kid's distance is going to be on Monday? My kid's wearing me out. He's wanting to practice. And <laughs> it's, it's just, it's, it's cool because you get these kids something to look forward to instead of just, you know, these things that distract them, you know, like this is a legitimate thing. You're watching these kids get better, you know, at shooting and um, you know, they're, they're making friendships, you know, there's, they're bringing their friends in. I mean, we've had kids like you'll have a kid that, that shoots every week and then they're like, yeah. And then, and then they'll be talking. It's good. Cause they, they learn uh, public speaking skills. They're talking the whole time. And they, you know, saying, I've got my friend here. He's going to shoot too. He's never shot a bow before. And he slings one. And it's just, it's just fun. We have, we have way too much fun. Oh, absolutely. In the group. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and Though the the way my season ended out with the one shot wasn't the way I wanted it with my uh, early blow off of my release, so that it, oh, I, I just bombed my shot in the final bracket. That it, the same yeah. thing happened to me. Dude. <laughs> I didn't. I yeah. don't even have it to blame on. Yeah. I just missed. Yeah, no, I I drew back. Was so tied up in the quarterfinals. I was like, oh yeah, I got this, and took yeah. the thumb off the safety, and poof. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, but that, that's that the fun part. It yeah. really is because you can go out, say you shoot 20 X's in a row and you turn that camera on and you start recording. Mm -hmm. It messes with you, whether you admit it or not. It is the closest thing, the closest thing to actually taking a shot at a mature whitetail from a tree yep. stand that I've ever experienced in my life. The results certainly are. Oh, yeah. Because mm -hmm. And I'm not going to repeat it, but 
you can you can do great before you turn it on it's over oh yeah and, and there's a number of times that you know i would choke a shot and i'd turn around and shoot three more arrows and just really? x's but it, it's something it, about uh, that makes you focus i mean i don't know how you guys are i mean i get caught up in the moment heck i don't no, I don't even know if I put my pin on the deer. I mean, but it makes you go through all those steps in a pressure situation. Exactly. And then, you know, hopefully you can mm -hmm. carry it over. Yeah, to you got to execute. There, There's no mm -hmm. cheating it. You literally have to right. execute. It's live. And you're shooting against some of the best in the country. I oh, mean, yeah. Maybe not everybody on there is the best in the country, but I'm telling you, there's guys that when you say we're going to shoot a three-inch circle at 65, 70, 80 yards, there's guys getting two X's. Yep. Yeah. Right. I, what did, I, mean, I got Chris, two X's on the on the hundred yard. I got two X's and missed my third. Yeah. Chris so. Hammond. Um, Chris Hammond shoots for Matthews. He's a pro shooter, and he I think he finished second. Uh, maybe his ASA London Kentucky event last year. I mean, that's, I think that's the one I watched. But I mean, he's you know he's out there placing in these big events and stuff. I mean, he's legit, and he gets in there and shoots with us. And I mean, he can have his bad weeks too. I mean, it, it's very humbling. Yeah. Yeah. You want to talk about a place to get advice out of the 40,000 people there. The people who are there are there to help. And there's people that that's knowledge base goes so far beyond mine that I learned so much from bow hunting league. It's not even funny. And I am, I'm a successful, you know, I, I shoot, uh, I shoot pretty good deer pretty much every year. So, uh, but I learned so much from being around these, uh, these people who think about things differently and maybe sometimes it's just looking at it from a different angle. You brought up a very valid point, man. If you're in, and one of the things, I mean, with anything, but especially in the hunting world, if you're going to become better at something, you need to associate with people that are better than you, right. Right? or you have to stay in that, that click of people that are more successful than you. It's the only way you're going to learn. It's the only way you're going to push yourself to that next level. And with the bow hunting league, being around those people, those are the right group of people, whether it's the one shot, whether it's a turkey competition, whether it's a deer competition, whether it's king of time, whatever it is, you're around the right people to get yourself to boost you to get to that next level that you want to get to, honestly. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you know that saying, if you're the best in the room, you're in the wrong room. That's right. And the, and, yeah, and the same thing, I say, I want to be the worst in the room. Mm -hmm. I want to be, and that's like, a lot of people don't know this about me, but before this this group grew and before this thing became more popular, I was living in Tennessee. I had one place to hunt. That's it. I would kill a buck every other year. Okay. Rewind, you know, fast forward to this year, I finished sixth in the King of the Tines, killed killed four bucks, um, one forty nine, two one thirties, and a and a midget deer in Oklahoma, that deer is hilarious. But what I'm getting at is all these all these opportunities and stuff to go hunt these other states and stuff. I'm not spending a lot of money on it. And so there's two things, you know, you want you want to learn, you know, want to learn the craft, right? So you got guys around there that can share that information. But the most important thing that we can do as a hunter is get access. Access is the hardest thing to do, right? Look at all these companies that are making money on access. You're, you know, they're your leasing companies, uh, these companies that have these apps. Hey, you, you want to trade a hunt with somebody or whatever, you know, all these apps and stuff. You have to pay for that crap. You don't have mm -hmm. to do it here, you know, and you're going to get in target rich environments and, and get, um, 
you know, get around quality guys that are, that are have their be- your best interests at heart. And that's what's that's what's so cool about it. Like kind of like what you know some of the things Clay was saying. And you still have to do your due diligence, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's Absolutely. not like out of forty thousand people. If you think about that as a town, right? If it's forty thousand yeah. people in the town, somebody's sleeping with somebody's wife, somebody's doing drugs, somebody right. drinks too much, right? There's all kinds of people in that forty thousand, <laughs> but right. the, the active people are generally pretty good. So you would want to yeah. do your due diligence. But I've heard a lot of success stories and not very many right uh heartbreak stories we've had over 200 over 200 hunts traded i don't keep track of anything i don't uh you know like kind of a very loose tracking like i just kind of middle note kind of thing like hey i know these guys went hunting together and stuff but we've had over 200 hunts traded wow awesome that's i've got invites from three people that i can't take right now yeah oh oh gosh yes like every year like and and i'm not even i'm nobody right so there's people who are great people that i've met justin miller is a is an absolute turkey slaying Mm -hmm. killer and the guy's like hey if you need to come down, you want to come down tennessee come kill Mm -hmm. and Uh, and he miller killed a double grand slam with his bow last year wow that's insane one of the birds in front of me it was one of the most i i i feel like i kiss people's butt a little bit but that hunt that he did right before my eyes was absolutely masterful. Like a random person, a, a good turkey hunter doesn't get that done. And mm-hmm. and he, I'm sure he's told the story on a podcast at some point, look him up, but the, the bird he killed in, that would have been Nebraska. We were on the Kansas Nebraska border. So one of his, his first Nebraska bird was fantastic. So I don't. So does he does he hunt with a blind or without a blind or what is he? Oh, he's he's reaping. Uh, He reaped and and the bird ran away. He ran around a hill, made the bird angry from a different angle. Seconds later, after the birds ran from him, and the bird ran into five yards, blew up again because he realized he just got and had twice. Runs away and he pinwheels him at forty yards at a dead run. Jeez, pinwheels. Wow. That's insane. Ben, I I didn't forget about the words that just came out of your mouth not even two minutes ago. What is the midget deer? So I was hunting with uh, my buddy Tyler Wells. Um, He's the guy I met at the showdown last year. And uh, he's got a place in Oklahoma. So we go out there and, you know, we saw some, some nice bucks and stuff. He had some good ones on camera, but he failed to tell me about this one in particular. And this thing, I'm telling y'all, I had a, I had another buck skirting the, this field edge. I mean, it was right at right at daybreak. I mean, it, you know what I'm saying? Like, I had to put binocs on him, like, kind of see what he was. He was a 10, cruising field edge, right? Gets up in broom sage, gets away from me a little bit, you know, where I can ca- call to him. Call to him. Here comes Buck out of there. And, you know, when I saw the frame, I was just like, I get locked in. I don't look at nothing else. I mean, he's within 20 yards of me, like underneath me, like smelling around and just moving, you know, and I'm just, I'm just trying to get the hole, get, you know, it's thick stuff. Anyway, smash buck, he goes over and dies. Well, Wells comes over to, to pick me up. Like he leaves his set immediately. I don't know why, but he does. Cause they're picking me up. He goes, man, he goes, 
man, that was a nice buck standing right there on the edge of the field. And, and he's like, man, it was a big 10 pointer. And I'm like, Oh crap. And, and I, so he bumped my deer down. Well, we walk over to him. He goes, you killed pony. And I was like, killed pony. I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, this is, I was like, why am I having such a hard time? Cause I grabbed the rack and I'm like, it's not a big rack. But if I step back, I'm like, it looks like a big deer. Like I'm looking at deer laying down dead from me, you know, 60 yards from me from the tree. Looks like an absolute tank. I'm talking big. The deer was like 18 inches tall. I'm telling you, he was short. And like he's got, <laughs> so he shows me trail cam pics. He shows me trail cam pics of this thing. And I'm like, dude, I did not know this deer existed. He's like, dude, we've been trying to kill this thing. And I'd already told him, I was like, I'm not killing more than, more than one deer off your farm. I mean, I'm not, I mean, that's just simple, you know? And I was like, I, I'm, I was like, I'm proud of him. He's kind of, he's cool, but it's, it's a story nonetheless. But I guess so he ran he... my deer, ran pony down on top of me when he cruised <laughs> the edge, you know? That's hilarious. Yeah. Pony, kill pony. That's... He's, he's, a, he's legitimately a, a midget deer. This thing short is short for my little pony. Dude, it's <laughs> <laughs> did, did he have a big rack on him? What was his? What did he have for a score? So like the thing, I used scored one hundred and five, and like the thing is, like his, like everything was proportional. His ears were sh- small. His nose was short. I mean, he looked. I'm telling y'all, laying away from me, when I'm sitting in in the in the the tree, I'm like tank. We're walking up to him, even me and Tyler, he's like, man, he's just, it's like, man, that's a stud. And like, when we get there, you know, the, you know, to say the objects in the mirror are closer than they appear. It was kind of like that, like, you know, kind of like that example. We walk up to him and I'm like, what is going on here? Like, I don't understand this scenario. Cause like, I can see the deer looks big, even from like five feet. And then when I grab his rack, it's small. And, uh, it's just yeah, just this little midget deer <laughs> killed pony. That's, that's priceless, absolutely <laughs> that's priceless. Yeah. Probably the best hunting story that I've ever heard. Honestly, it's you all, could, you could probably do a killed full pony. body mount for the same size as <laughs> a uh, normal chest. Yeah, mount. you yeah, you, you, you need to put, put it on your desk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you need to have you need a, down sitting on your desk. You need a bow hunting league T-shirt. You yeah, killed pony. pony. <laughs> killed pony. That's right. Yeah. How about you, Clay? Man, what what was exciting for you this season? Uh, I uh, I kind of let my team down just a little bit. I I killed a one thirty in Nebraska. I killed a one fifty in uh, Ohio. Only. Um, and and then I, well, I couldn't. I had a couple big deer in Illinois that I was trying to get on, and I just, I just couldn't. I just couldn't make it happen. I I never saw either deer, and. I just didn't get it done. I'm back in Illinois this year. I won't do that again. I'm, You're going to focus a, a lot of your time there, obviously. Then. Well, I focused a lot of my time here last year. I just didn't have, I didn't have the full season to prepare and really, really get there. So, there's nothing wrong with but that, though. I killed a bear too. That was fun. Went out and killed a bear in West Virginia. That's cool. Oh, you finally did kill the bear in West Virginia. Yeah, yeah. I know you had a, a last time we had talked. It was a little bit tough. Oh man. Oh yeah, that's right. We were talking while I was in the stand. I forgot. Yeah. He, that did, or that bear, uh, ended up being in a brush pile and I shot him and he took off running and I, I went all Robin hood and I just loaded another air real quick. And I, I drew back and I got on him and he was running down this holler. I shot him right in the back of the head. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> 
You can see the Lumnock fly through the air and he goes. Did you learn learn that from Justin Miller? Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) Crazy. Just lets it rip, shoots him. Did you purposely try and shoot him in the back of the head? Was that? I tried to shoot him in his anything. I'd already had a good arrow in him, and I tried to shoot him in anything he had. Just a second round. uh, Yeah, I hit him. Uh, Just so you know. If you shoot a rage in the back of one's head, it glances off and it cuts almost half their head off. Half oh, their gosh. Off and so you scalped him. The back of his head. So. <laughs> I did. I scalped him big time. But he, he only he only went another 20 yards because he was dying anyway. Jeez, that's wild. That's nuts. That that's been, it was on video, though. too. It would have been so much fun if I'd actually hit him and he just rolled on video. And oh, I, yeah. I'd, I'd, had, I'd had my wits about me and just kind of looked back at Damien and went, yep. <laughs> like yeah, no I big deal. I did that. Yeah, yeah, no big deal. Just another day. <laughs> yeah, what time is it? I think the sun's going to go down. <laughs> now, Ben, you killed a backyards, a backwoods buck, also, or backyards buck, also. Kind of one yeah, you kind of. There's a big what's... difference there between a backyard, <laughs> backwoods, backyard, backwoods. backwoods. That's that well, stuff. I mean, Clay does. He does the... all the backwoods stuff. I was thinking backwoods because we were talking West Virginia, and then we just mixed it back yeah. up. So we kind of yeah, up. That was a. I was having a crappy season and um, I'd had a deer I've, I've watched for six years in my yard. And uh, I just, I, you know, it was just a real crappy morning. There was no wind. It was like low 50s, super humid, a lot of fog. So I just went to my one of my spots really close to my house. And uh, I told my wife before I left because she knows the deer very well. She sees him all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's still a wild deer. Um, but, um, and I told, what do you score, I told her for a left, uh, 133. Yeah. If I got, but he, if but I got like, a 133 yeah. in a place where there ain't one fifties and he's in my yeah. backyard, I'm killing him too. He's yeah. like seven or eight years old. Yeah. He's yeah. He's like eight or nine. I don't yeah. really know. I'm his tooth age. And as an yeah, eight pointer. We, yeah. He's at eight. And then, um, he's got a nice frame. He's over 18 inches wide. I mean, he's just, you know, nice deer. And, uh, but it's cool because when I was leaving, my wife was getting ready for work. And it's so funny. Like, she's getting ready for work, and I'm going to go deer hunting. And I said, I told her, I said, I'm going to go kill split ear. I said, I'm going to I'm gonna get him at 20 yards. I'm going to pinwheel him. I said, I'm going to watch him go down. I said, I'm not going to take any wild shots. I'm not going to wound him or nothing like that. I said, I'm going specifically after him. It's the first time I ever hunted him. And um, it was really cool. Just a really cool hunt. Called him in. Uh that he did a show, you know, just, but it's just a typical old deer, real nonchalant. Hey, I run everything here. There isn't any other bucks that should be here. You know, doesn't, didn't run in, you know, just real slow and steady kind of like, Hey, I run this thing. And then, um, you know, then, then I showed him, but got him forever. <laughs> yeah. he, he corrected made, some, made some jerky out of his meat this week. So it's pretty good. Was it good after all the, yeah, all the, good. yeah, yeah. Yeah. I let, I let them hang and we, you know, like just like, I mean, I let deer hang and I've never had a bad tasting deer. I, well, cause you shot, you've shot in Midwest deer or Westerner deer than the East coast deer. Like the deer up here, I'll tell you this much of that. Like they eat all the pine boughs and all that stuff. It's yeah. the crappiest tasting deer you will ever eat. Honestly. Really? Well, compared, right? It's not yeah. that bad, but it's compared to what a Midwest deer would taste like. It's a whole different ball game, to be honest. Eating, like, eating beans and corn every day versus mm-hmm. uh, versus 
all acorns and mm-hmm. you know woody brows and all kinds of crap yeah i ain't yeah. never had a bad thing that trevor cooked let's just well, say that i appreciate that well you, you have to learn how to cook no, all <laughs> never had something that trevor cooked it was bad <laughs> i appreciate that clay have you ever make, realized make that a lobster roll <laughs> a good one too right um mm-hmm. Clay, have you ever noticed that with the Western, like mule deer and stuff, like eating the sage and stuff, do they taste any different? I don't know. I've never had one. So, so I'm in Nebraska. So you get the mix. Well, it was corn. I mean, when I'm shooting deer, I'm hiding in cornfields a lot of time. Okay. So it's not like these are, are, uh, Eastern Colorado sage grass. Like Duh. in northern Arizona, you're getting them. There you go. You know, they're they're really hammering down on your your graze grasses and things like that. So you can almost compare it to like grass fed beef. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not really hammering down on woody browse like you get on the east coast here. Right. So, in all honesty, all the all the mule deer I've had out west all really cooked out really well. No, I've yeah, I've never really had one that was like, yeah. The best one I've ever, the best deer I've ever had was a mule deer. So that I mm. think it's just it's just where you go and, and how you it, do it. It's kind of funny when you like deer wise, right? So like being in the taxidermy world and going to taxidermists, and I know you guys are all gonna think it's freaking weird, but if you put an East Coast deer next to a Midwest deer, like a Kansas deer, <laughs> it's not you'll day. never. <laughs> it's wild. It's wild. You guys probably wouldn't notice because you guys never really dove into like the Northwoods. No, dude, they have the East Coast deer have a Northern East Coast deer. They have big ass ears. When you have the Midwest deer, they have very, very small ears. It's Hmm. crazy. Like, it's like almost like night and day. Like you put the two of them together there. It's, it's insane. The difference. And I don't know if it's just over time and evolution where, they they don't they can see they use their vision more than they use their hearing in the midwest which they use their hearing more than their vision because they're in like thicker woods and stuff like that i don't know it's just crazy that's it's just nuts i don't know i'm not really sure where i was going with that but i've never i've never heard that yeah and it's crazy i, I had a i had a whitetail carcass and a mule deer carcass hanging next to each other and i freaked out when i looked at their muscles on their back yeah, really? they're not the different. same. They they are not the same animal. Nope. I mean, their their muscle groups are totally different. Is because mule deer hop and yeah, I was gonna and, say, uh, look at how will mule deer run compared to a whitetail. Mule deer don't run; they bound. You know, yeah. so it's an entirely it strange. It, it's think of someone who does a lot of squats versus a sprinter. Yeah, and but even mm-hmm. beyond that, just put extra muscles in weird places where that's mm-hmm. not where muscles go. Like that, you know, like yeah. they have, they have two sets of calves. Like, well, how did that happen? You know? Yeah. yeah. It's totally Crazy. nuts to me though. There's just, a, it's we, just, we derailed ourselves point. pretty bad there. Didn't we? Yeah. Well, we were talking about deer's ears. We were moon pouch and I mean, uh, squirrel, squirrel pouch, pouch and moonshine. moonshine. Yeah, yeah. You don't ever do that. Don't ever do that. <laughs> I think Ben's probably heard that story. Uh, So let's talk about um, the teams and, Mm -hmm. and the excitement. So, so we, I joined uh, 
Wait, is, so Clay's the one that's going to bring us back on track after that? <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, <laughs> just, just clarify. <laughs> so I joined, this is my second season that I just finished with the Bow Hunting League. Last year we mm-hmm. got sixth. This year we got second. Mm-hmm. And from sitting in that place, you are – it's really not about winning, right? I mean, the prizes are great, but it's it's – it's not about winning a prize or anything like that. It's, it's more about what's going to happen. And I'd be lying if I didn't say I wanted to win a contest or else I wouldn't enter a contest. Everybody wants to win. Mm-hmm. But it was so cool that or part of the excitement was knowing that there was team. I know one team out there specifically, all one guy had to do was shoot a 130 inch buck and he won. Yep. Wow. And, and uh, you know, he's a good hunter. He chose not a really to. good hunter. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't know He'll if he jive. chose not to or not, but he, yeah. he shot a smaller deer that was very mature and good on him. Um, th- they were right there. Uh, there was, there was several teams like that. Uh, the team that won, um, these guys hunt like a hundred thousand acres. They've got big deer and he, they only won by a few inches, but it, it probably, it probably wasn't because they couldn't have killed a bigger deer. You know, they, I'm sure they had big deer. Uh, yeah, they will not shoot. I mean, he's walking. Yeah, those guys, all three of them, you know, they have places that they have managed and are, they know every single animal on these places. And it's all free range, obviously. But they, you know, they're walking 170s as four and five year olds. They're, they're waiting for the deer getting to six and seven. And um, that's, you know that's the thing they're ki- they're killing eight nine year old 150s and walking deer score much higher because they know next year that's the name of their team is needs another year that's the that's the ideology that they that they hunt by and they manage by and that's why they kill booners all the time is because they're shooting them when they're old you know that's yep. insane how could you walk? Like, I, I guess you, you're at a whole new level when you do something like that, right? Like that's not even. I think it's all about opportunity. Honestly, mm-hmm. I could take, I could take three guys from Pennsylvania who have, who have only ever seen hundred inch bucks in their life. Mm-hmm. And if I introduce them into an environment where there was enormous deer that were patternable and there was intelligence on the deer and, and all of that stuff put together, their first year might be hard. Their second year would be less hard. By the time their third year is, they're letting those 170s walk underneath them because if mm-hmm. that's the target environment that you have, then that's where you are. Yeah. So up until, up until this year, well, this coming year, <clears throat> I'll have to see, but I, I'm in a position now in Illinois where I think I'm going to be building a partnership with some really great people and – I just barely know them at this point. We'll do, we'll, we'll talk about it again sometime, but they all seem so freaking cool and they've got tons and tons of acres around where I'm going to be hunting next year. And I want to jump right in and start that management system with them. And I don't want to say abide by their rules, but if they've got it going, yeah, I'm not going to affect that negatively. We're all going right. to do the right thing by each other. Yeah. And we're going to work together. So I've got an opportunity to where 155 inch deer don't ever walk past me. I'm sorry. Right. That, that's not, maybe that's not great. Maybe some people look down on it, 
but I don't pass 150 inch deer yet. That's just, I just don't. If I were seeing more 150 inch deer, I don't think on this new place, I don't think I'll be shooting 150 inch deer unless they're eights. So I, I really that's feel a good, good thing. Well, and, and oh, that's, man, I feel shoot. so good. That's really the thing, though, is you got to hunt the best of what you have available. Exactly. Right. You know, if your you property is not there, stay in the moment. If you only hold 120s, you can only hunt a yeah. 120. Mm-hmm. But if you're yeah. holding 150s and or 180s, yeah. yeah. When it comes to neighbors, you, you have to be happy for them, right? And, yeah. and that's the whole hunting community. If people were just happy for other people, it's okay to say, man, Steve got that buck. Gosh, dang it, I wanted to kill old Curly or whatever. But I'm so happy you got it. If we can get to that point, we're all winning, right? Yeah. I just love seeing big deer die. Zach Kayser, that's like his mantra. I just love seeing big deer die. That guy is a part of four or five deer dying every year. Yeah. His daughter, so and I don't awesome. understand the Ohio awards yet, but his, his like nine-year-old daughter or eight-year-old daughter got one of the the awards at the Ohio Deer Classic or whatever it's called for being a, a complete awesome hunter. Not in the kids group, in the adult group. Wow. Because that girl's killed like, I, and not, this is a false statistic, right? This is right. straight fake news, but she's killed like four or five deer over 150. Wow. And she's not. Yeah. So, so cool. Aaliyah's like that too. That is that no, that Dave, uh, my Dave's, my travel, yeah my or yeah my, Dave, my, what is it my story with Aaliyah or something yeah yep that yeah, girl she, kills giants she killed the uh, she had the top buck from Montana this year for us and she also killed uh, like a I don't know, like She's seven young. eight year old yeah yeah it's, I don't I don't know how old she is I'd say probably fifteen fourteen um, I was thinking something like that you know yeah. she's a great teenager. shooter though incredible. Incredible, great, incredible shooter. shooter. She, yeah. she obviously hard. liked doing it. Um, I don't, you know, it seems like she's killed pretty an humble. Elk. Yeah, she yeah. killed an elk. Yeah, and that's you know, amazing. Dad, like, you know, they they're out there shedding, and they're doing stuff together every day, so that's cool. It's just amazing to see that the younger generation is coming, you know, full force after us. Honestly, yeah, I, mean, I love it. It's the something really so good. Diverse. If we're back to talking about the group again, the group's so diverse. How about Shannon? Yeah. Ben? Shannon is an abs. What's that? She's a ringer. Oh, dude. She is is Shannon Beck, right? Yeah. It's Shannon Scott. Now she got married. Oh, Okay. Shannon Scott. She like, she, if you're standing in line for kickball, picking teams, she gets picked first in this league. Yeah, I pick her every time. She's on every one of my teams. <laughs> she's a killer. Yeah. I'm sorry, Dan. I'm I didn't mean to let that out of the way. <laughs> but she's, she's awesome. Um, there's just, such a diverse crowd of people who are so much fun. Yeah. It's so, it's so cool that you've built such a, a great thing guys. And it's, and it's totally amazing. And I, I really look forward to, to seeing where it goes, man, especially this season, looking forward to the Turkey competition this year and the one shot, man, I really, really do. I mean, it's, it's so cool to watch anyways. I mean, even a, it's a good spectator sport. So by all means, I know there's going to be some changes with the one shot, what are you guys planning as far as uh, when we're going to kick that off? Because I, I still got to try to beat Clay. Yeah, June. We're going to start it in June. Uh, last year we ran it uh, concurrently through uh, turkey season, or like a little bit before turkey season started, and 
I, I didn't like that. Um, we're going to keep it like a four-week, four or five-week uh, regular season, keep our, everybody engaged, and then we'll do our 64-man uh, bracket at the end. Um, awesome. Which is all, always a lot of fun. I'm going to talk to Vortex, too, about that, Ben. Uh, I've never seen a company uh, – let me take that back. Let me just start it like this. Vortex supports the masses. So – I'm going to talk to them and see if I can't get something together for the one shot. Cool. Um, be they, awesome. they are, they're just so agreeable that to that when I was shooting three gun, they <laughs> were the ones who were donating everything, right? You'd see something from Swarovski or you'd see something from Nikon or from loophole, but then you'd see a table full of vortex. It's just mm -hmm. fantastic. Uh, and, and while you're giving shout outs, uh, DCAR arrows, huge supporter of the league you're mm. crossing archery fantastic great great, great family great family family owned um business fantastic yep. customer service you're talking to the owner when you call in if you if you need something uh extremely fast uh shipping times i i would challenge anybody if they wanted to get some arrows made stop in your local pro shop Say, hey, I need some arrows made, this, this, and this. Put your order in. Mm -hmm. Then call DCA and order them, and I guarantee, I guarantee you get your arrows from DCA before your pro shop's done with theirs. If you order them before noon, this isn't their guarantee, but this is what I'm telling you has happened to me multiple times. You order them before noon, they ship them that night. They, they, yeah. There's a UPS tracking number that night. Mm -hmm. There's nothing yeah, they're, wrong they're with that. Order, they build them, and they send them, and they'll build them exactly the way you want them. They'll build mm -hmm. them the to within four or five grains of what you want whatever spine whatever color whatever length whatever tip that's so Lots good of different else, options. Yeah. yeah out on a limb they're they're yeah. big supporters right yeah matt garris you know he was down at the showdown uh last year um i had opportunity to meet him super down to earth just guy that just wants to hunt you know he mm -hmm. built started the tree stand things out of necessity you know like he that's how that company was started um, you know, we've got a lot, we've got a lot of companies that are supporting us. And we, like I said, we had over 90, uh, 90 sponsors this year for the deer contest. So ultimate wow. predator, those, those decoys that go yep. in front of your bow. They're awesome. You guys got a good mix. It's, it's all worth getting in on and getting on the, I, you guys probably have a bunch of sponsors also and prizes for the turkey hunting. So we don't, we don't really have a whole lot for turkey. I don't really spend a lot of time drumming up stuff for that just because the turkey, the big, big prize of the turkey is, uh, is you know, you get a medallion oh, and I still have, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, but the, th the big pri prize with the turkey thing is the networking that is single-handedly the best opportunity to network and trade hunts uh, with guys. And you get to know people over the turkey season <laughs> And, you know, get, you know, that's, that's where the big, that's the, the reason we do turkey league is for the networking. Two totally different, totally different programs, right? You can tell. The deer hunting, yeah, you can tell. There are people who are ate up and serious and that is, that is what they're doing. The turkey, they're just as ate up, but it's more of like a smack talk fest. Yeah. Like, that's it's, there's it a whole lot more, uh, I don't know because a turkey's a turkey's a turkey, right? Pretty much. It's not, it's I mean? not a deer, right? It's not yeah, that. I mean, yeah, there are bigger turkeys than other turkeys, mm -hmm. unless you're a turkey. A turkey's hunter. a turkey, yeah, <laughs> yeah unless you're right. a hardcore turkey hunter, right? Yeah, well, when they start growing horns, I'll start losing yeah. sleep, but 
Yeah, uh, I, I love it. I love hunting it. But the, the point is the Turkey League, the Turkey League, I would say, is more of a locker room fun. Yeah. Or a barbershop fun as opposed to the other ones, Madison Square Garden. Like, That's like our squirrel hunting competition that we did. It was kind of that. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was after, for after the deer I season. I wanted to, guys. I was in the middle of moving. I am going to jo- do it next year. I'm so well, sorry you better, I did You better bring your A game because I bet you <laughs> next year is going to be something else. I can it's I can attest pop. to that. Oh, I will. I, mean, I, will I wrote entries. the A book on squirrel hunting. No, That's we, good. We'll see. <laughs> we will kill two hundred and two hundred and eighty-seven squirrels in one month and fifty entries or forty-eight entries. You guys Hunters. did, yeah. Two you well were over, but between no, 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 everyone no, no, no. that entered, oh, the because okay, I think I could probably kill seventy-five or eighty. <laughs> Well, when, when you get one that's almost three feet long, then you're yeah, about we, that. How big was the geez. biggest squirrel? Twenty-seven and like three eighths or something, dude. Yeah. Gray it was squirrel. A gray. Yeah, it was a gray. A gray. Yeah, yeah. A gray. That's a, bigger. That's bigger than that deer I killed in Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't use trophy Truth tape, did he? Imagine. No, it was straight up, man. It's we have right now. We have a coyote competition going on, which is we knew it was going to be a little bit slower rolling, but the guys are starting to pound them in. So kind of cool, but just fun. Coyote. Yeah, that's yeah. from my hometown. That's I mean, they, we our color phases here are so it's, it's insane, insane. There's yeah, such so everybody a crazy knows what we're mix. talking about. There's a picture on their on the Outdoor Drive webpage right now or the, mm-hmm. the Facebook page of a blonde coyote, super blonde, almost orange. That's like a strawberry blonde. That's not even a blonde blonde. We have even blonder. Dude, it's it, crazy it's, here. We have ones that and go it's from nobody's uh, lab. <laughs> Just to clarify, yeah. <laughs> we get them Gold crazy. Yeah, it's it's nuts. We have the blondes. That's a strawberry blonde. We have the freaking the we call them the German shepherds. They're like tricolored. I don't know. It's nuts. I don't know if it's inbreeding water. I I mean, well, actually, me, yeah, never mind. I'll leave that alone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> well, boys, why don't we uh, why don't we close this off like we always do? Why don't you guys tell us what drives you outdoors? Eeny meeny miny moe. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Clay. Give me an idea. What drives me outdoors is, and I've answered this probably three different, four different ways being on here on several different occasions. I guess what, what's driving me right now is the fire to, to part, to like participate with my friends and, a lot of that is done through the bow hunting league. I think that next year I'm probably going to add some different kinds of people into my, my circle, you know, some more private type people that uh, I don't think they do a lot of sharing and that's great. Um, But I, I think that what drives me is I want to be successful and I want to, I want to be there when it happens, whether it's for me, whether it's for, for somebody, if they go, you know, they call me and FaceTime me while they're recovering their deer, things like that. I don't know, man. I just, I don't think I'm ever going to get over it. I'm sick. That camaraderie, that deer camp. How about you, Ben? Yeah. Um, so my dad got me into hunting. I'm sure most people that's their story and stuff. And, um, you know, we, I just, we just had our, our first kid, uh, January 15th had a boy, uh, his name's Reed. It's a uh, deer spelled backwards. 
just so y'all know. <laughs> ah, well done. And, uh, wow. uh, but you know, my, I wanted my, to, I wanted to name it spur, but I didn't get yeah. the kind of, I didn't get yeah, the kind of uh, input and, that I wanted. You know, I'm, I'm kind of soaking up these last few years where I'm not going to have, you know, I'm not taking him and stuff, but, um, that's what I'm looking the most forward to, you know, I, you know, I, obviously I'm in the moment and I love it all, but, uh, that's something I'm really looking forward to when he starts walking and we can, we can, you know, and start seeing, you know, you, you see things differently through the eyes of a child, you know, you take a kid hunting, right. And you could see zero deer or turkeys, whatever, but they see so much and they appreciate everything, you know, things differently, you know, like what kind of plan is this? You know, what kind of bird is that? You know, what's that, what's that sound? Things that we don't, that we just, they're just white noise to us, things that we walk past. And uh, that's, so that's, I'm getting a little soft here, but that's kind of, I'm seeing things starting to kind of starting to change a little bit, but I'm still a killer and I will, I go to the woods to kill. I don't go to the woods to, uh, to um listen to, to, the get peace, to get peace or anything i'm there to kill well, so, so right now I'm, I'm driven to kill and then um but eventually it's going to be to share those things with my son so we have a hashtag go ahead Oops. sorry it's we have a hashtag here it's gonna it says it's killer's gonna kill man that's just it's just the way that reality is yeah sorry and it's just a shift <laughs> in perspective you know you you used to go out there looking at it from one way and now you're going out at at it looking at a different perspective so mm -hmm. it's all the same result hey. but mm -hmm. it's it's okay. all it's all ending and wrapping up but we would be pretty remiss if we didn't shout out matt powell and da porter two of the baddest yeah. dudes in the bow hunting league they're awesome yeah me and powell been hard workers he's been he's been with me every step of the way and there's a certified killer if there ever was one for sure oh yeah to that well, we yeah. definitely appreciate DA and all the craziness he's had this year. Yeah. We had him on yeah. to uh, talk he about that not too far back, but he took he he took over when I needed him to take over, and he showed you know he showed his true colors and and he stepped up when I needed him the most. He stepped up and took care of everything, and I'll you know I'll never be overpaying for that. Well. That, and I know all the hard work he was doing from places he probably shouldn't have been uh, playing on his phone during certain That's, times yeah. of the year. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's hilarious. Some of these things uh, are hilarious. Uh, yeah. Big shout out. We appreciate it. Yeah, both. he's the man. And uh, before we go ahead and cut you guys off, just to remind everybody listening, where can they find the Bow Hunting League? How can they get involved? So most communication is through the Bow Hunting League Facebook group. We're also on Instagram, so just search Bow Hunting League, two words. Uh, we also have a website, bowhuntingleague.com. Uh, lots of active members and stuff in there, so all you have to do is ask a question. You're going to get answered by six, seven different people. Outstanding. Well, we'll keep it short and sweet. We pretty much covered everything, and if you want to know more, go back to the original episode we did over viewing the Bow Hunting League because there's a lot more details on that particular part. And uh, until then, guys, we just want to thank you for taking the ride right here on the Outdoor Drive.